Have you ever had a situation where someone has done something extremely nice for you and for whatever myriad of reasons you've forgotten to acknowledge it? It wasn't too many years ago I was traveling up in Michigan and I had been caught in a snowstorm, terrible snowstorm that hit the whole area. I finally got back in a day or two later in Indianapolis, got back to my home, and everything was perfect. My sidewalks were, were uh, blown and all the snow had been removed. My driveway was perfect. Everything was just great. I was so excited, but I was so much of stress about not being home for so long that I just sort of went about my life and I ran off to the office to take care of things. And I forgot to even ask who did it, let alone go to them and thank them and treat them with some semblance of respect for what they had done, which was so nice for me. We all get caught up in this, don't we? We're rude without intention. We're uninformed. We are making people sad. It happens. We are right now in this beautiful discourse called the Bread of Life Discourse in our Gospels, where John, who wrote the last Gospel, is essentially filling in the blanks and adding an awful lot of information to absolutely confirm that this is the body and blood of Jesus Christ that we're about to consume here at the, uh, when, in the liturgy coming up when Monsignor consecrates in concert with the Holy Spirit. It's a beautiful thing to have this gift. This incredible gift of a man's life given to us for free, out of love. It's a gift that is easy to ignore, isn't it? It really is. I'm so taken by the second reading in our readings today. By the way, you did a beautiful job of reading that. I was listening to you very particularly and remember some of the words that you mentioned. In that, St. Paul talks about the idea of grieving the Holy Spirit. He is admonishing his disciples because their behavior is not that that looks like one who understands that they have been sealed in redemption by this man's gift of life. By this sacrificial gift of life, you and I have been sealed in the Holy Spirit. And it says, get this, it says, I'm always looking where this step is. It says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. What does grieve mean? Sadden? Sadden? How often do I sadden the Holy Spirit? by the fact that I do not look like one of his followers. He goes on to describe that you will know that you can avoid this grieving of the Holy Spirit if you remove anger, fuel, reveling from our lives. And this one's the worst one. Give up bitterness. You know, I look at the world that we live in right now, I look at the political rancor that is dividing and tearing and ripping at our country. I look at how that anger is actually bubbling up in our, our impression of leaders of any kind in our life, whether it's our boss, our mayor, a policeman. People are acting 
vilely against authority, quite frankly, because they are, we are in this morass of political discourse that has no concept of civility. Now you might say, Deacon, this is the United States of America we're talking about, and goodness knows I have the right to be angry to see what's going on in my country. I mean, logically, I'm right there with you. But you don't think these are men and women that Paul was talking to had the right to be justified in their bitterness, their anger, their fury? Their friends were being dragged out of their homes and murdered as martyrs. Why? For simply acknowledging that he is the Savior. Their lives were being ruined. Their jobs were being eliminated. They were being tortured for simply saying that this is my Savior. You don't think that's justification for bitterness, anger, and anger? And even as justified as that would be, Paul calls them out and says, No, you're grieving the Holy Spirit. Sure, this makes sense to, to adopt these emotions, but the fact of the matter, you have been sealed in the Holy Spirit, and you are called to something higher. You are called to compassion. You are called to forgiveness. And you are called to the healing touch of love. And brothers and sisters, so am I. So are you. So in this ranking, I think we all need to understand the beauty and the responsibility and the expectation that our Lord has for us because we receive this beautiful gift of beauty. You and I are meant to be difference in the face of the lack of civility. We are to be civil and full of grace. May God continue to bless you.